Welcome to Just Life. We share our life experiences and lessons to make your life easier. We are on a mission to become the best versions of ourselves. And if you're trying to do the same, you're in the right place. Let's talk about life. Hello, and welcome to the first ever visual Just Life. This is Cicely, and I'm here, of course, with Lou. And today is our first time, so it might not be perfect, but that goes along with our topic because today we are going to talk about perfectionism. So, Lou, when was the first time you heard of perfectionism? Uh, I probably didn't hear about it until high school, really. And it was never really a thought or an idea like perfectionism. The idea of being perfect was just something you did. It wasn't something that was necessarily like bad or like something that you thought about as negative in any kind of way. I remember the first time I heard of perfectionism. I think it was around 2020 and I heard about it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is me. So for the people out there who don't know exactly like definition of perfectionism, it is the need to appear to be perfect or even to believe that perfect or perfection is possible to achieve, which spoiler spoiler alert, it, it's not. Well, of course, we all want to be perfect, you know. <laughs> of course, yeah. But um, there's a weird balance with perfectionism where some perfectionism is good. You just can't let it control your whole life. Well, that's fair. I mean, for me, in like, like high school, I was like a straight A student for a long time. And like getting a B even was like such a big deal. And then I would look at my classmates who had like Bs and Cs and getting a B for them was like getting an A for me. And I started to understand that it's not as big of a deal to just be perfect, especially from an educational point of view. It's more so what you take from the classes you're in and the people you interact with. Because learning isn't always about the greatest. Did we lose Lou? Yeah, exactly. Um, that's where like there's positives of perfectionism and negatives, which we'll get into that. But um, I'm going to start off with a quote. Uh, perfectionism is the lowest standard of life you can have because it's impossible to achieve. So I really try to look at it instead of striving for perfection, strive for excellence because you can have excellence and you can have progress, but you're never going to reach that perfection. And what is perfection even really? When we think of things that are perfect, there are still flaws within them anyway. If, exactly. So we, Say you have like the perfect job. You think your perfect job is going to have everything you want and not have any downsides. There are always trade-offs to every single thing in life. and You can never get away from that. So I don't know if you know this, but there are actually different types of perfectionism. There used to be three. Now there's five. But the three original types of perfectionism are self-oriented, socially prescribed, and other-oriented. So self-oriented is to have high personal standards, especially to be perfect, and you're very self-critical. Check. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, socially prescribed. 
believe that other people expect them to be perfect and that the other people will be highly critical of them if they fail to meet expectations. Check. <laughs> and then other oriented. Perfectionists expect other people to be perfect and are highly critical of those who fail to meet the impossibly high expectations. Check. <laughs> I feel like you can't just have one of these. I feel like you kind of have to have all of them. Because being a perfectionist in one part of your life is being a perfectionist in all parts of your life, pretty much. It's a mindset. Yeah. I know for me, I hold myself and other people to very high standards. And the only reason I do that is because I want to be a good person. I want to be like the best. It comes back to being competitive for me, too. Like just wanting to mm -hmm. be the best I can be in any regard. So, yes, I hope people sometimes to or not even just people, myself, to impossible standards. The way I view it, though, not as it's not as toxic as it was for me before, where it's like if I didn't reach that standard, I was a failure. More so now, it's like, you know, you shoot for the stars, so you at least reach the moon. If you reach the moon, you still achieve something, you know? So if you hold people to those high standards and then they shoot for them, or if you hold yourself to those high standards and you shoot for them, you still accomplish something along the way. And you can be proud of that even if you don't reach the stars. I always joke around that I'm a recovering perfectionist, so I'm still working on it. But I, like I said, I think there's pros and cons, and I'll definitely get into that. But you just can't let it control you. And I think athletes, we'll probably touch on this too, athletes have that perfectionism mindset. They have to be perfect. They have to have the perfect game. They have to be in it. When in reality, like, no one's perfect. Even the pros make mistakes. But um. The two new types of perfectionism, I found this really interesting. So the other one is overt perfectionism, having a very strong preference for order and show increased anxiety when they don't have things in order around them, which I found this one really interesting because I always say like, oh, I have a little case of OCD. Like I have to have things my way, like organized, whatever. And I thought it was just a little bit of OCD, but I'm like, nope, it's perfectionism. Well, they go hand in hand, you know, they're yep. very related to each other in that way. Yeah. And then the last case of perfectionism is called covert perfectionism. It is the closeted, closeted perfectionist, hard to identify because their actions don't always match the perfectionistic thoughts in their head. So out of the five that we've talked about, which ones do you think you relate to most? uh the last one a lot because last one i'm a very laid back person but internally there's a lot of perfectionist thoughts in there especially socially uh i don't really worry too much about school at this point anymore like you know i'm almost done anyway and i kind of start to understand that grades aren't everything and that experiences mean more and learning is more important than having perfect grades but socially, I still find myself putting myself in this perfectionist box of like always having to always meet people's needs and always having to be the person that people like, which always doesn't make sense because, you know, of course, you don't want to offend people on purpose, but you should say what you think and be who you are, even if it does offend people, because that's you. And it's not on purpose that you do these things. It's because you want to live I don't want to sound cliche. You want to live like your own truth, I guess you could say. You want to be very authentic. 
And if you constantly try to live up to other people's expectations, like I tend to do a lot, it can it can really weigh down on you, you know? I think too, when we think of that social perfectionism, we have those expectations on others and it kind of flip-flops. Like you imagine what other people are judging you on when in reality, they probably don't care. And there are always going to be people who don't like you. But I always think of this. You don't like everyone. So there's going to be people who don't like you. It's just how it is. And it's there's nothing wrong with that. It's just people aren't clicking. Yeah, but it's like, but with social perfectionism, you do frame yourself as somebody who everybody likes. And in certain situations, you pretty much are the person everybody likes, even if you don't like everyone else. Because yeah. you find it very important that everybody likes you like it says something about you if people don't like you so you need everyone to like you and if everyone doesn't like you you have to find a way to get that one person who doesn't like you to like you which doesn't make much sense because you're right everybody isn't going to like you and even when it looks like everybody does like you people still don't like you so you should just be who you are anyway I definitely struggled with this. That's something I've really worked on because I really struggle with this at the end of high school and beginning of college because this sounds so ridiculous, but I was crowned homecoming queen and I, that title is very, like, I'm very honored to receive that, mm. but people get them, uh, they see me and they're like, oh, everyone loves you. And that's just not the case. And then after being crowned Miss Jasper County, people saw me as this like image of the county and I had I felt like I had to be perfect all of the time like I wouldn't go to the store or even to high school I would not go to school without makeup and now in college I, I don't wear makeup every day I make up on right now just because I knew I was going to be on the podcast but I got in this like deep deep perfectionism where I had to look good all the time and I couldn't post anything that that was a little controversial I couldn't um say things I wanted to say because I was scared people wouldn't think I held that expectation of being perfect well yeah it's that fear of just not having the right ideas not being the right person you know you want to be accepted so bad and be that that image that people look up to so bad that you sacrifice some of your own beliefs and ideas just to meet those expectations when in reality it's not always worth it to meet those expectations anyway. It's like, what do you really gain from doing that? Especially when in the long run, it kind of hurts you more than it helps you. I know I feel the same way about myself socially and the way I position myself. Even now, I still do that where maybe it's not in the form of be, like talking about things a certain way. It's more in the form of not saying anything at all for me. Like, there are things that do upset me or make me uncomfortable, but I'd rather just let it sit there and die on its own than say something about it. Because I feel like if I say something about it, I'm going to look like the bad guy. When really, it's okay to have boundaries. It's okay to be somebody who doesn't agree with other people. And it's perfectly okay to not be a perfect image of what people want to look up to. It's even like the celebrities we look, uh, look up to are not perfect in any regard. Mm -hmm. Even if they try to position themselves to be perfect, they make mistakes and we make mistakes too. And that's okay. And I think that goes to a whole nother negative of perfectionism, um, procrastination. Um, I really deal with this like, oh, I, if it can't be perfect, I'm just not going to do it. For example, 
in school, I will write multiple essays because I didn't like the first one. And then I didn't like the second one. And then I've written three or four essays and I have to pick which one I like best when the first one is fine. And I also do this with Instagram. I have an Instagram post. I'm like, mm, I don't know, like I kind of look fat in that area or my hair is not perfect or my hand looks awkward. So I don't post it. So do you deal with any of that any procrastination? Yeah, I definitely deal with that in a different way. Like say you use the essay as an example. So if there's an essay due and it's Monday and it's due on Friday, I won't even want to do it until Friday until I have to do it because I think like if I want to do it, I want it to be good. And if I don't think it's going to be good, I just don't want to do it at all. So I'm just like dreading it. And then when it comes on, I have to do it. I do it. And I don't think it's that good. But then when I get the grade back for it, usually it's not a bad grade. And I'm very surprised by that. And it's just like, oh, maybe I'm not as bad as I think I am. I think some of this comes along with just having lower self-esteem, too, if I'm honest. Like perfectionism is this idea of you're not good enough. And you need to be better always. And sometimes you're just fine. You know, there's nothing to worry about. But you're thinking way too hard about it and I definitely feel the thing about Instagram posts because I look at pictures of myself and like one eye will be more open than the other eye and I'm like I can't post it I look stupid when nobody even looks at that I look at that we are so critical of ourselves like we are our own worst critics we really are it's interesting how perfectionism is so linked with self-esteem though to me because a lot of people I know with lower self-esteem are like perfectionists it's this weird balance of having like I'll say this, people who are perfectionists have confidence, but it's a lot different than people who are ultra confident, you know, like they're like, yeah, I, I believe in my abilities, but my ability needs to be perfect. Like I'm good, but I'm not great. I'm not amazing. You know, I think it, I think it goes hand in hand, too, because we create low self-esteem because we are unable to meet that expectation of being perfect. So then we feel like a failure, but we're creating these expectations that are unattainable like what what do you think is going to happen yeah exactly and then it's just this vicious cycle you know where you create low self-esteem and your low self-esteem causes more perfectionism and you keep going and going and going until you like hit rock bottom eventually and it's such a bad thing and it puts you in such a bad place because you feel like you just have to always meet these standards of other people it's perfectionism can just be people pleasing to a much higher degree you know even if it's yeah. not, even if people don't see it that way, like even perfectionism with grades, perfectionism with the way you write papers, I feel like a lot of that is about soothing the expectations you think are outside of yourself, not so much your internal expectations of yourself. Because, I mean, of course, your internal expectations might be perfectionist to some extent, but where does that come from usually? It comes from this idea of having to prove that you are smart or you are good in some way to the outside world. And with grades, that's proven to teachers you're smart. And socially, it's proven that you're a good person to other people around you and your friends. And then athletics-wise, usually it's trying to prove to a coach that you should play or that you should be on the field or court longer. Yeah, and that's where it comes like there's a balance. Like some perfectionism can be good because I've always wanted to get straight A's. Like that is a good quality to have. Because I'm going to achieve to get the best grades I can because I want to learn and I want to be the best student I can be. In athletics, I want to be a starter. I want to have a perfect game, perfect practice. Um, Attention to detail, like 
I'm very, very detailed. I can look at papers. I can really good grader and podcast editing. I'm really good at like fixing details. So that's another plus. Um, and then having high standards for others. Um, I feel like I have good friends and good people around me because I have these high standards for these people and they have good standards for me. But it's just that line you don't want to cross. Like there's the good and the bad and there's just that line of balance. See, me personally, the higher standards I have for others tend to handicap me a lot. And the reason I say that is, I mean, how often do you really meet good people? You know, like, Mm -hmm. I think it can be pretty rare. And I have like a handful of friends. And those handful of friends, they've always met the standards I have, and they hold me to the same standard. And in reality, I don't even think the standards I have are high. It's very simple stuff. Like, don't backstab me, you know, like, could you be there for me when I ask you to? And if you can't, you know, let me know why. Or things like just have loyalty towards me, you know, be supportive of me, respect me. And what I've noticed is a lot of people don't have these small boundaries in their own lives. So when you meet certain people and they don't even see it as a problem if they disrespect you or if they act a certain way towards you, how are you supposed to you know, act in that regard. Because of course, like there are people who will meet these standards and will be good to you in these ways, but sometimes they can be few and far between and having a high standards can make you have a very lonely life sometimes. Yeah, and it can create relationship issues because when you're constantly trying to control other people the way you want them to be, people don't like to be controlled and people aren't going to deal with that. And I've had to kind of work on that too. Like I try to control my boyfriend in certain ways for example he sometimes spaces out and doesn't listen to me I've talked about this and I try to like talk to him I'm like hey like I really appreciate if you like listen to me more but I try not to control him because that is just him that is his personality so I think there's the balance there too even though it's a little difficult because it's dealing with other people but I would just try to recognize it I feel like that's the only way to kind of help yourself with it. Um, And then the last negative that I really have been dealing with lately is burnout because perfectionism is exhausting. Well, it's very exhausting. You're constantly holding yourself to these standards that you probably will never meet. And all that does is it creates a cycle of disappointment for you. And of course you're gonna get burned out when that's your idea of like, and then it makes you work harder and more because you don't feel like you're doing enough. And you're just working and working and working. You never give yourself a break. And eventually it's just like, you just want to quit. That basically happened with me with basketball, essentially. Like, just always feeling like I have to be perfect in every circumstance, every practice, every game, every team meeting, every everything, you know? From the way I, from the way I put my shorts on to the way I shot the ball, you know? It was always the same thing. It's perfect, perfect, perfect. And a lot of that just wasn't, because of myself I feel like because I was a smaller player and because of the circumstances of basketball where a lot of tall players I had to work 10 times as hard to get any kind of playing time so I had to be perfect there were times even when I played and I did everything I was supposed to do and I would be told like well you still need to do more that's not good enough you know and in in situations like that it's like what more can you do you can't control how tall you are you can't control like 
these characteristics about yourself, but people still judge you on them anyway. And that will definitely make you be burned out for sure. Yeah, it sucks when you're like trying your hardest, giving your all, and it's still like not perfect and like other people's perception of being perfect. And I'm going back to um, the pageant days, I always felt like I had to be that perfect example, be that perfect person. But like I was sacrificing some of my authenticity to be this fake image of perfection I had. I see that as a problem in our, in our world today in general, just trying to fit an image to sell yourself to other people instead of being who you are and living with the results. I'm not saying people just accept you for who you are. There are good changes you can make with criticism of other people, of course, but you shouldn't sacrifice yourself so much that you don't even recognize who you are or that you say things you really do not believe in. You know, there's a fine line between like, you know, giving people what they want and like appealing to people and then just bending over backwards for people and giving them way too much of who you are, you know? Yeah. So how have you been able to overcome and work on your perfectionism? Like, are there certain things you do? I just started to tell myself, like, it's not that big of a deal. You know, that might sound like very like lazy or even like whatever, but it's always worked for me to be like, you know, things happen, life moves on. You have to live in a moment. I think perfectionism, a lot of it is living in the future. You're always preparing for the future. You're always preparing for the expectations of others. And when you're constantly doing that, you know, everything is such a big deal because, oh, my God, if this doesn't work right now, five months from now, my life might be in shambles. Like, Why are you thinking about five months from now? Think about right now. That is so true. I am such a planner and I try to plan so in ahead. And when things just fail and crash like they do, I freak out because I'm like, this is not how it's going. And like, for example, I planned my grad party, my graduation party after high school starting in sophomore year of high school you planned it two years early yes and i was like okay i'm gonna do this for the food this is the venue this is blah 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 i had fireworks plan at night the day comes Mm. people are showing up too early it's storming so i can't do fireworks at night and we're all enclosed in this tool shed um just everything when it was a disaster like and it wasn't it was a great party i had so many compliments but in my mind i was like oh my gosh everything is failing oh and i made a snapchat geo filter you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. forgot about it spent 27 dollars. <laughs> no one used it but um it was a great day but i put all these expectations on myself like oh this has to happen and what happens when it doesn't everything's fine it was still a great party but i I really had to learn during COVID and during lockdown, you have to be adaptive because if you are not, you are screwed. Well, yeah, I've, I think I've gotten accused of being too laid back at times just because if something goes wrong, I'm just like, okay, well, let's fix it. Like, I'm not going to sit there and but that's good. panic. You know, like, I that's can't like, sit and panic. I just need to fix, like for me, for example, if some I have a project to do for senior for our senior class, right? If something goes yeah. wrong in our project, like something yeah. has happened to you, of course, I know <laughs> this is a bad example, probably because something literally just happened to you. <laughs> it's okay. But 
if something goes wrong with my recordings, for example, my first thought isn't going to be like to freak out. My first thought is going to be, all right, my recordings are messed up. Let's go re-record right now. Let's go fix it right now. See, I'm the opposite. I'm working on a documentary right now and I have like a good like two minutes started and I'm pretty proud of that. But my interview I just did with Lou, the audio is all messed up. So I'm like, I went into panic mode. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to redo this and then I'm not gonna have it done in time. And then I'm blah, 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 blah. Like I have all this stuff going on in my brain. Like I just need to chill out and like redo it. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. The interview took 20 minutes. Yeah. But I just had that plan like here, 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 which is a good thing. Like I'm really good at time management. Yeah. But, but when things crash, I need to be able to adapt. Exactly. And for me, that's, it's always about adapting because the only thing you can do is adapt like I used to panic so much at stuff like oh my god my life isn't going as it should be like why isn't everything the way it should be like at 22 I should be a millionaire be married have a Lamborghini that too I I put all these expectations on myself like oh by 21 I'll be making money already like I'll have a job 21 you're still in college babe like what were you thinking I thought I'd be like traveling the world by now and I, I don't even know sorry about that all good um but yeah like it's just it's just crazy yeah you put these crazy expectations on yourself and I have to come to terms with this idea that like life is just gonna happen I say this all the time life happens it's not like life is gonna be exactly what you think it is and your thoughts are just gonna magically become exactly what you want this is why I hate like the word manifest because a lot of life isn't manifestation. A lot of life is just random occurrences sometimes. Like things go mm -hmm. bad all the time and you have no control over it ever. You know, you're going to, okay, you write a paper one day and then you're writing a paper and then your power goes out and your computer dies and you lose the files to that paper. And you're sitting there like, what could I have done to avoid that? You couldn't have done nothing. It was going to happen yeah. either way. It's just I, how it I, was. I strongly think that when you have like tests like that you become stronger after going through these things like think back on hard things that have happened in your life you got through them and you probably had something out of it you probably got stronger or learned something so I think that always like comes into play too when that kind of stuff happens which well, yeah, exactly like and you need so there's always the positive yeah yeah you always have to have even if you have a plan you have to have a ton of other plans in case everything mm -hmm. goes wrong you know you have to adapt in that situation at that moment yeah. otherwise you never get anything done actually you stay frozen and you never find a way to really adapt to situations because we all have an image of how things should be in our head and you know sometimes things do go that way but 90 percent of the time they don't go that way so true so true um so what else do you do um, so you're kind of like just relax, like be adaptable. That's a great tip. Um, do you have anything else? <sighs> okay, you're gonna feel emotion when things don't go well or when you're not perfect, but you need to live in that. And what I mean by that is, there's no reason to be super angry or get super sad and make yourself wallow in those emotions. You know, feel those, experience those, but understand too that. It's not the end of the world. I guess this is just like the last advice I gave in a way, but 
life is going to come at you fast all the time. And what you need to learn how to do is just be somebody who can have these feelings and feel them, but not like externalize them too much. You know, like the worst thing you can do when you're working with a group of people and something goes bad is show that you're upset. That is the absolute worst thing. Why are you going to panic? That's going to make everybody else panic too. And I literally just had something and I lost it. Give me a second. Um, really, it's it's about understanding that no matter what, even if you aren't perfect, even if even if you suck, you know, say you are a bad person, say you aren't great at school, life is it's always going to continue. And you always have opportunities to improve. You have an opportunity, maybe not to be perfect, but you have opportunity to excel no matter who you are, no matter what circumstance you're in. You can change what goes on in your life and the habits you have. And, you know, even bad people are perfectionists. Even people who are bad at things are perfectionists. They're just perfectionists in different ways, where it's like they're bad at things because they want things to be perfect. They would rather just not try than try at all because they think they're not going to be good enough. And Mm -hmm. in those circumstances, you have to forget, you have to teach yourself how to not try to be perfect. You have to teach yourself to just be you and be whole and just try your hardest and do your best. And if your best is a C plus, that's fine. Everybody can't be an A plus. You need to accept the fact that we all can't be number one. You know, sometimes you you need to be number 25. You have to set realistic standards, realistic goals. So if you want to be an A student, but you don't study all the time, sorry, that's unrealistic. You're not going to be the A student unless you're like a super genius or something. But um, we're running out of time, but I just wanted to share one more tip. Um, This is what I really try to work with myself is to A, be aware, and then B, fail. I feel like that's the best advice I can give to a perfectionist because you are scared of failure. That is like the whole method of or concept of perfectionism you are scared to fail so raise your hand in class even if you don't know the answer yes it could be right you got a 50 50 shot or um go up to somebody at the store and just i don't know ask a question like put yourself in those uncomfortable situations where you are set up to fail i don't even think the problem is fail i think the problem is failing and not giving yourself grace okay yeah. You don't give yourself the opportunity because everybody fails, right? But the, mm-hmm. when the perfectionist fails, what do they think? I'm the worst person ever. They shut nobody down. Would, yeah, they shut down. Like nobody would ever really think great things of me. Like, man, I suck. Like, oh my God, this is the worst. When you fail with grace, you tell yourself, you know what? I failed, but it's going to be okay. This isn't the end of the world. You know, like, I just have was, to keep trying. And that's my last tip. You have to think about it. Is it that big of a deal? Because think about it, you were on this huge planet, 8 billion people. If you're getting a C on a test, is the end of the world. You need to look back on your life and decide what it's important, what it's not. Because I promise exactly. you, half the stuff we care about, it doesn't matter. No. In and you'll forget way. about it by next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think we've covered a lot of perfectionism. Um Sorry for some of the technical difficulties. This wasn't perfect, but that's life. And thank you for tuning in to Just Life. Uh, Lou, do you have anything else? I would just want to say to anybody dealing with perfectionism or the ideas of it, you know, it's okay to be you. It's okay to not be the best. And 
you know, whatever your circumstances are, don't blame the world. Don't blame yourself. My biggest thing I always tell myself is it is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to accept your circumstances and be okay with whatever comes with it. And if you can't do that, then you need to make a change. And that change doesn't have to be something super drastic or sporadic. It could be a change of mindset. That's it. Yeah. And back to the quote I said in the beginning, perfectionism is the lowest point of your life. And I forgot to say who said it. His name is Nick and he has a really Italian last name. So forgive me. San Tenacioso. But last name doesn't matter. This guy is amazing because he's like one of the most motivational people I've ever met. So positive. And he was born with no legs and one arm. And he's out here preaching like, oh, perfectionism, you shouldn't be wanting to be perfect. Like that doesn't exist. He's so motivational. So, so like just amazing. So I would recommend check him out if you were dealing with stuff like this. Well, this has been Just Life. Thank you everybody for listening. And of course we had our problems this episode, but this is our first try at something different. So yeah. So thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Bye.